What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wedgecast. For those of you who are repeat listeners, thanks for coming back. For those of you who have no idea what we do or this is your first time listening, thanks. The idea behind the Wedgecast is to be a platform for us to push out content with some amazing people to basically give job seekers a breath of fresh air because job seeking is hard. Making career moves is hard. Figuring out what the heck is my purpose and my point of being here, that's challenging. And so we're here to give you some insight from some amazing leaders and quite frankly, just make this whole job seeking thing much more human. And so our goal, our point, our purpose the values that we bring and everything that we try to do as far as content is to make you feel that there is more to you than just a sheet of paper. There's more to you than just an application and there's more to you than what you're doing if you absolutely hate it. So my name is Matt Baxter. I am the CEO and founder of Wedge and this is the Wedgecast. episode is featuring a gentleman by the name of Dr. Steve Griffin. Dr. Griffin is the chief operating officer and president of a company called ThinkWise in Grand Rapids. Him and I connected a couple years ago. We're both in West Michigan. One of us sent the other one a LinkedIn message and just said, hey, this is uh, a little out there, but we're both unique people in the software human resource crossover space. And there's few enough out there that we might as well uh, collaborate and, you know, figure out how to do life together. So about every month, every three weeks or so, we connect over coffee, a beer, something like that, and just chalk it up. We talk strategy, we talk business headaches, we talk 
just a wide range of things, and I'm so excited and honored to have him on the show. I need to preface this to say that we only scratched the surface at how freaking brilliant he truly is, and every time I get the chance to spend time with him, I just, I have to be a sponge because everything, every every topic we dive into, he's at such a high level, and he's been a fantastic mentor and an amazing friend, and I'm just very excited to have him on the show. So without further ado, Dr. Steve Griffin. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Wedgecast. I am sitting here today with a good friend, Dr. Steve Griffin. He is the chief operating officer and the president of a company called ThinkWise. Uh, a lot of times in life, you want to surround yourself with the smartest person in the room. Steve's kind of the guy who, no matter what, always is the smartest person in the room. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's become a good friend. And the funny thing is you hear about like LinkedIn the whole intention of LinkedIn is to connect people. Well, the fun thing is like yeah. Steve and I literally met over LinkedIn, connected in person quite a few times and quite frankly have just become like friends since. We have a love for Chick-fil-A. We have a love for just a wide wide range of things as well. We're probably not the only two people. But anyways, he's been a blast <laughs> to get to know. So I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to have him on the show. So Steve, do you Thank want to you. just give a little bit of a background, just uh, maybe what you got your PhD in and kind of what ThinkWise in general does and just kind of your, your passion for this space in general? Yeah, you bet. And thank you, Matt, for having me. Um, just a little bit about, about myself. I have a, a doctorate in uh, psychology. Um, I'd say my background is largely actually in software development and technology, specifically within human capital management. Um, I started off my career in consulting and then over time kind of tripped into, hey, what are these tools that we're using and can I build them? Can I, can I tinker? Right. I love that, the, I love the term tripped in. That that just that, there's, yeah. that's such a loaded statement, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have 20 minutes, right? <laughs> so, so speaking of tripping into this, I I just I like to tinker, and within the world of consulting, you usually don't have all of those opportunities because you have to operate within the paradigm of what your engagement requires of you, and when I was able to start getting into technology and start leveraging my background in psych and my desire to, to kind of build, I was able to leverage a lot of the software tools that were out there and really found myself in a niche and starting off around the hiring world. Yeah. In pre-employment and working with various uh, government and municipalities, uh, for-profit entities. And I started just to grow um, a network of, like yourself, you just surround yourself with some smart people. And I didn't know a lot. So I started getting into the technology side, but trying to understand what were the real needs um, of the businesses that were out there. Um, and again, it was both from the for-profit and then the government side. So talking to a lot of different entities entities out there um, started understanding and realizing that the technology is available. It is not being built to be used on an everyday capacity by, you know, starting at the top with executives down to hiring managers and then the recruiters not having the right tools uh, either. They, they're they not being told who are the right people that they need right. uh, and go source those folks. And I started just getting into that world. And that's probably how I started and, and really haven't turned back. Yeah, that's awesome. So if, for the listeners, Steve comes at things from a very unique standpoint, one from just like an insane understanding of psychology, secondly, coming at things from a consulting standpoint, and third, also being a tool and quite frankly, a, a provider to hiring managers. So you see it from not necessarily just as much within it, but also like servicing those and understanding 
people and hiring decisions and like the structure of things. And that's, that's why I think it was so fascinating to have you on this. And so with that, like, what would you say, Steve, in the last year, six months are different hiring trends, different, um, just overall, yeah, I guess direction of the way things are going good or bad that maybe weren't around when you got your doctorate or maybe weren't around within the last few years. So what, 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 what are you seeing? Yeah, that's a great, great question. And and it's probably less about having a singular view about I have a great tool, let me go sell it. It's really having this holistic systemic view of what are the large scale problems uh, that people are having and then making sure they have the right tools second. Right. So I would say that's the probably trend- where the consulting comes in first before the product sale. If I would. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's a, it's a habit of mine, too, but it also slows things down. <laughs> <laughs> too smart for your own good sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you to balance, you know, the marketability of a product, selling it and then making sure the customer's happy. Yeah. Um, that's more important to me. So um, I'd say on the short term versus long term uh, trends that are that I've seen is that it doesn't matter how big, important or flashy a business is anymore. We'll, we'll remain nameless in some companies, but it's the bigger brands that you see. You may be wearing them, right? Or when you leave and drive down the street, you see big brands, you know, down the highway. It's not about people wanting to go rush their door to be attached to them anymore. It's really about a relationship. And I think that's kind of new, um, maybe just in the past year or so, is what's the relationship I can have with my employer? What are they going to provide me? And what is it that I can give back and value back to them? And it happens to be that kind of reciprocal relationship that I think older generations, even when I started, we didn't think about when I started is let me give every blood, sweat and, and, and piece of brain cell I have so that someone finds value in me. Yeah, right. It's a very different mindset. And now it's companies have to figure out what's their value proposition, right? Whether they're providing a service to the community or not in the sense of a tool or, or a product, they have to sell that business. Recruiters have to sell a business to a population of people and they have that's different for them. They're not used to doing that. They're used to opening up an Acklin tracking system and seeing maybe thousands of people to filter through. You just gotta filter through them all. Yeah. Very and they different. don't know who they are. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, so I think I think that's probably the biggest thing that I think is gonna help a business if they take that on and transform their recruiting uh, team to one source, not recruit, and two, learn to sell the business on what the relationships can be and how that. That person can grow. Yeah. Everyone is looking to grow when they get to a company. They're not looking to complete Monday so that Tuesday happens. Right. Right. I think they're starting to, to think more long term of where where is it I can grow inside here, hmm. and that's where you see applicants kind of filter out some of the big brands when it's not very upfront on where their growth is going to happen. Yeah. So. Given that, seeing that from uh, the company side of things and sort of the big change is actually coming from like the company's brand, the company's just overall approach, the vision of the companies to candidates. Like, so there's also this unique demographic of people that just job seeking in general is hard no matter who you are, even yeah. even if it's even even in a. Uh, job seeking market right now, it's still hard to find a role. So like knowing what you know on so much of the company side and the psychology side, what I guess advice do you have for job seekers who are, Hey, everybody has openings and I still can't seem to get a job that 
matters to me or something like that. What, 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 yeah, what do you have just as advice or thoughts or encouragement maybe? Yeah, yeah. And so, and I had to take my own advice. So um, it's from experience, not just from, you know, a book or anything. So it's really about getting outside of yourself and developing relationships. It's the same piece of advice um, or trend that I just made a minute ago about people are looking to have a relationship with their employer. So before you do that, start networking, right? That's the cliche word we all want to use is is networking. connected on LinkedIn. So it works. Yeah, that is, that is. <laughs> but it's it provided so much value, right, Matt? And I think for the both of us, it did. We become soundboards for each other. We offer support and we stretch each other's thought process around what it is we're trying to do and in, in, in this world in general. Yeah. Right. So I think for early job seekers or folks that may be under five years worth of uh, experience in the in the job market is to really network and don't feel so rushed to quickly land a job because one, you'll regret it. (laughs) So back out of that a little bit and start talking to people. Start trying to understand and learn what it is they do, why they find value and passion in, in what it is that they do. Um, learn from them by listening and and what other relationships can they expose you to? And don't feel embarrassed to ask. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know somebody? The worst thing you can be told is, no, I don't. But maybe I know someone else that knows them. And let's go talk to that person. It's, right? it's amazing it's, how willing people are when you ask that question. Like it's it's <laughs> shocking. Like one, the, the networking base you can come out of. and But it's I've just been blown away. I mean, I would say I'm relatively early on in my career. But I have been repeatedly blown away by the volume of people solely willing to make introductions whether you ask or not but it's 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 yeah. actually really fun too i think yeah. so yeah and and i find you know there's in general, there's two kinds of networking. There's the formal kind where you may go to a, a conference or a large business scale business dinner yeah. and it doesn't feel personally, it doesn't feel as natural. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of contrived that I need to fill the room and delete some of the oxygen in the room <laughs> and start asking questions. The point that I just get tired, it's the informal like you did. You just popped up in my LinkedIn profile and asked the question, that seems w- much more natural. And personally for me, I'm, I'm way more giving of my time when it's that way. Yeah. Um, where someone just says, Hey, I, I need 10 seconds of, and want to talk to you. And it's like, well, okay, I, yeah. I can do that. Yep. Let's figure this out. Let's go grab coffee and let's talk. So I find that the more informal that you are, as far as the, the way you outreach, uh, the better. Yeah. I, I like that. So, um, what would you do differently if you, if you had to go back and maybe, maybe not even like go back and do it all over again, but if you had to start clean, knowing what you know now, what would you, what would you do differently? Yeah. So you know, you're not going to be shocked. I spread myself out really, really thin early on. You know, once I got my doctorate, I thought I needed to do anything and everything imaginable, um, to the point where, my success was at like 1%, you know, at a time across 20 different things. And my, my focus wasn't there. My yeah. focus is on what everyone else needed out of me. And I believe that value would come from that. Now, personally, I came, I got value out of it, but it came more in hindsight <laughs> of looking back that I've gained so much, you know, skill and um, some of the relationships that were great versus not started to shake out at that point <laughs> as well. Um, and I think yeah. those are important. I think you got to go through some of those. Yeah. 
You do, you do. But, you know, going back to the hindsight thing, I think I needed to be a little bit more eyes wide open um, on the types of relationships that, that were there for me and leveraging the ones that were benefiting me as well as I was betting from benefiting from them um, and not spending so much of my time kind of devaluing my work and overvaluing the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So last question. Um, sure. Favorite interview question. Mine. Yeah. Or yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> yours. That, that was a question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe before I do that, one thing I think about me, um, when I'm interviewing somebody, um, is to make sure that they're well aware that I could care less about your degree. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that to undervalue them. It's to get them at ease with me because that, you know, I have a bunch of graduate degrees and licenses and certifications. And the truth is, I got a degree in psychology and I work in software development. (laughs) Right. So it's, no matter who you are, I, I want to make sure they're comfortable being able to explain, say they have an art degree or an English degree, yeah. that they're going to provide value. So one of the things I like to do is set them up that way so they feel comfortable, but then let them know, I'm, or, or then I'm going to ask them like, okay, you have a degree in English. How can the world of software benefit from someone with your background? Yeah. Right. Um, versus right up front telling them you got the wrong degree. This is not <laughs> typical of the industry and right. I need you to defend yourself. I, I, it's, it's a bad way to do an interview uh, in general, but it happens all the time. People, people are screening you out before you have an opportunity. And I want to make sure they, they're aware that I am giving them the opportunity. Uh, people did it with me. And um, I want to make sure they at least walk away having a good experience, whether it's a good fit or not. Yeah. Yeah, so I want them to put it out on the table that, hey, I have a degree in communication or, or art history. Um, what is it that you can do in the world of technology? And then within what we're trying to do with human capital management software, what is it you want to get out of this industry? Um, yeah. so they understand it really is reciprocal. Hmm. Cool. Well, Dr. Griffin, Steve, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. I think there's Absolutely. a lot. I think just in general, you offer such a unique insight just from such a high intellect way, but also one of the things I enjoy is you're very practical and obviously we've become friends throughout this process. We, we've enjoyed yeah. it all. So anyways, thanks so much for being thank on. You. I think the listeners will really enjoy it. So thanks a ton. Yep. yep. Have a great 2019 and say hi to the Wedge family. Thanks a yeah, lot. I will. Thanks. Thanks.